there was a second there where I was like, huh, it's Valentine's Day and, and Renee didn't decorate. And then I looked to my left and I'm like, oh shit, I guess she did. There's all kinds of stuff here. <laughs> I pulled some things I had up in Delilah's room. I mean, you didn't go nuts. Uh, no, you, know, you threw no, a couple things around. No, you know around. what? By the time that there's Halloween, which I love, and then Thanksgiving, and then Christmas, by the time Valentine's Day rolls around, I'm kind of done. I'm kind of over it a little. Great. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> that that's, uh, that's great news for me. There will be only one tub of stuff to put away tomorrow. <laughs> well, I think Lori dropped the ball. You know, you think she'd be on top of this, but she's not. <laughs> I put all that there Thank you. <laughs> um, we look beautiful wearing wearing red. Thank um, you. And, and it, you know, talking about you know Valentine's Day. You know, Valentine's is one of those things that that for sure is a hallmark holiday. Yeah. Right. You know, um, and, and you know, people people always kind of wonder, okay, well, how do you guys celebrate Valentine's Day? Well, most of the time I'm working. We don't, like, we don't yeah. really, we don't make a, we don't make a thing out of Valentine's Day. But, but it does give us a little reminder that like, hey, we should go on a date. Yeah. Sometimes right? I feel bad that we don't put more effort. Like then when the actual day runs around, I feel bad that like, I didn't plan a little more something for you. I did for the kids. They're going to well, come home are, to like little heart baskets. You, you but. were definitely speaking wife today. Cause I was like, I go, look, I'm up for whatever. What do you want to do? I, you know what? Just whatever. And I'm like, no, I hear your options. We could do a day date while the kids are at school. We can go to the San Antonio rodeo. We can do this, that, I, you know, just whatever. And I'm like, no, I need, <laughs> I'm going to get in fucking trouble with whatever. No, Tell I, me what you have in your head so that I can deliver. I just want easy. Like I'm so tired and there's so much going on. I just want easy. Like a, if you and I can go out I'm easy. and have a, I'm easy. <laughs> you don't have to check. You don't have to buy me anything. You don't, oh no. You, you I bet just, you meant like an easy lay. <laughs> oh, I'm easy lay too. Yes. I mean, I'm easy. You want me to, to put out, there's not much you need to do to get that to happen. I just, I just want a warm meal in a restaurant. I feel like you and I have actually not gone to a restaurant and sat down just the two of us in a really long time. Like but, that's really all I want, but yes, not tonight. But I also, everyone will be there. I also think that I have always approached Valentine's day the way I approach, you know, everything else. Number one, it's just another day. Yeah. Number two, do you want me to be nice to you and appreciative of you year round? You say or, that all the time. Or, or just one day. You say yeah. that all the time. Um, um, However, if you wanted to give me a piece of jewelry today, that would be okay too. More? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I made sure to put on my wedding rings today because they make comments if I don't wear them. But if you want to go buy, we can go. We can no, go and, and no, do no, that. no. But I was kidding. I really just would love to have a meal with you but my without point having is to that, inter that interject with children. When, when we're having a rough time, I do send flowers for no reason just to yes. say thank you. Yeah. When you've been super slammed and busy, I send... Uh, a fruit bouquet, uh, edible arrangement. Or, yeah. You know, I, I'm always trying to be thoughtful throughout the year. Yes. When it comes to, hey, here's some flowers. Yeah. Here's a gift for no reason, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, my philosophy is that, you know, why wait for one day in February to be? Oh, I love you. I love you. Here's a yeah. gift. No, I got um, you know, a casita remodel with pretty pretty tile for Valentine's Day. That's what I got. And I'm telling you right now that Renee and I should never build a home from scratch. I have no desire to do it. I have no desire I, to do it. I like to judge things that already exist. I up, think but uh, I don't want to make decisions from start to finish. I, everything. I, I think it'll lead to divorce. Yes, for I sure. I think. Um, 
in you know in this process has been extremely difficult we we definitely have been fighting about no, it no you know but we have friends who built a house and she, before because she didn't really want to move and so she said if i am moving and we are building a house you are staying out of it she was like i am they had a contractor of course but she was like i am picking everything and you are just staying out of it and you will just love it and be happy look the, the problem and is, they're still married the, the problem is <laughs> that, like i say on stage I cannot live without her, but she can live without me. No, and because that's of not that, true. I don't ever, I don't ever tell you no. And because of that, like in my act, I say you take advantage of me. No, yes, we are. You fucking, just wear your heart on a, on your sleeve, and it's like bleeding out. And we mine are, is a little more. We are so fucking over budget on the casita by almost double. No, that is not accurate. Do not, no, shut your mouth. That is not true. Let's not talk about it because we're going to get into a divorce. But <laughs> on the Valentine's Day episode, because I'm going to sit, yeah, I'm going to sit here and go, well, let me go do the math and show you that you are almost double the budget that we had set out. Anywho, anywho, um, we're also at the same time building a patio around our barn, which has led to several arguments. Yeah. And, um, Rick, did y'all build your house or, or you moved into it? Uh, we had it built, yeah. Uh, well, so you guys had to pick everything. and But but Gigi is different than Renee, right? Gigi's not a control freak? <laughs> uh, no, I am. I'm the Renee of the relationship. <laughs> <laughs> but do you blow the budget? 100%. Really? <laughs> did you see his movie theater room? Of Dude, course he you, does. You, again... I honestly believe that God puts people in each other's lives for a reason, because if it would have been you and Renee, y'all be some broke motherfuckers. <laughs> y'all would be some fancy living no, broke but motherfuckers. You make, it sound, I, you make it sound like I blow the budget to blow the budget. I found fixtures on Amazon. I found like faucets and stuff. I've, our sink is from overstock.com. I actually had a custom made slab for the sink vanity, which was way custom. cheaper. Custom. No, what, it's a slab of wood similar to our table, but it ended up being way cheaper than the ones that you go and buy that have not like true. marble that's, or whatever on top. That's ridiculous to say. That, no, true. it's true. And now, and now because it's a floating shelf, now we have issues on how we're going to mount it. We don't and, have issues. And then, There's hardware and then, on it. And then you had to buy the separate sink to go on top of the board. Which and was 130 to, bucks. Uh, Renee, sometimes let, let's not, you're going to sound so fucking out of touch here in a minute. Let's not do that to you. No. You're going to get all, you're going to, they're going to take a clip like they did you to George no Lopez. Our they're going to take a clip like they did to George Lopez. And people are going to be like, man, that Renee is out of fucking touch. No, you are out of touch. You have no idea what things cost. I, I do know what things cost. No. And that's why I'm very conscious of it. Anyway, I don't want to get in a fight on Valentine's Day on the podcast, even though people love it. People love, <laughs> they love the Steve Trevino, Captain Evil drama. Um, you look very beautiful in red. Did I already tell you that? You already said okay. that. Thank you for making up for it. I'm just making sure one of those buttons doesn't get me in the eye. <laughs> it's going to shoot off. Baby alone. Um, have lots of, we have lots to talk about. We do have lots to talk about. Lots and lots to talk about. And I, it's I been don't... a crazy week. Oh, it's been a... I it's, mean, it's like, been... from when we filmed this last episode, this series of events that have happened. And then, of course, we film a few days early. And not even that much early, but, like, we film a few days early. 
um, before it's released. And so even like that little chunk of time feels so different. And, and well, I also think that there's some, some growing pains going on with our son Garrett. I think, I think that, that Delilah is definitely starting to take a lot of our attention. Yeah. Um, and Garrett is starting to notice that. So me going on the road, so me giving Delilah attention and then going on the road, that combination is, is, is making it hard, um, for Garrett, you know, and, and, and last week sucked because I had gotten home on a Monday, not a Sunday because we added a show in Oxnard. Yeah. So I got home on a Monday and then I had to turn around and get on a plane on Thursday. So technically I was only home for two days. It felt so yeah. short. It yeah. was like, it was the first week in a long time where I missed you before you even left. And I just felt for Garrett because I was like, I know if I, I am know missing Steve, I, I know it's Steve rough. Really I know it. it's rough when heart of cold over here <laughs> fucking misses me, which I never feel missed. And, and, and you, like, I felt missed and you were like, I missed you and I love you. And I'm like, well, well I'm like, I need to leave for more weeks. So that you could be nice to me, but it was it was tough on on you and on Garrett and Delilah and yeah. and I mean thank goodness this week I'm home all week I don't have to leave till Saturday e afternoon yeah um and then I'm just doing Saturday and Sunday and then next week we have helicopters for heroes I will leave Wednesday but I'll catch back up with you guys on Thursdays I mean on Friday so yeah um it, it, it's just parenting is so fucking hard because it's like. You know, Garrett had all of this attention to himself for four or five years of his life. Yeah. Then this baby comes in and then Delilah has been, she's a big handful. So she uh, demands lots of energy and yeah. time. And then the crummy part is because Garrett and I are so dang involved with jujitsu and Little League. Then, then I don't get the time with Delilah. Yeah. But then if I do try to make the time for Delilah, Garrett goes, well, wait a minute. You're my guy. What's going on? Yeah. And then I mean, even I know most, most families, right? Typical family life, your kids are involved in activities. And so the week is super busy, but then the weekend you like kind of come back together and you have breakfast together or you eat your dinners together. But it's like now with the activities and him be you and him being out so late, it's like, we never have dinner together because on the weekends you're gone. It's it's, it's and tough. I'm and I'm having a real hard time with it. Well, you have a hard time communicating. I got in trouble last Wednesday because I got home. I just wanted to cuddle on the sofa with my kids, and Renee's like, um, "I actually cooked dinner." Yeah, she's like, uh, "Hey," and then again, speaking wife, I said, "Can we sit down no, at the table no, and eat you as go, a family?" No, you go. These you children go, need to eat. I you cooked. Go, you go. Do you want to sit down at the table and eat? And I'm like, "No, I don't." And then Renee was like, are you sure? Well, the I'm kids like, I'm, need to I'm eat. Sure. Come sit with them. But you never said, hey, I am cooking tonight. I would like it if we Well, because sometimes with Delilah, it's going to happen and sometimes it's not. My point is that I am all about making you happy and doing the things that you want to do. However, if you don't communicate, hey, tonight, I would really like us to sit down at the table because I am cooking and I would like us to eat together. Yeah. Then I'll be like, oh, I can make that happen for you. That's not a that's not a crazy request you know but, but why does it have i'm the why does it have to be planned in advance that's very not your personality that has to be planned in advance it doesn't you, you just, just come you, home and sit at the table exactly that's my <laughs> point no i cannot come home and do exactly what you want to do i personally wanted to sit on the couch 
because Delilah cuddles with me, Garrett cuddles with me, we get the blanket and we just cuddle. Yeah. And that's what I wanted to do. You wanted to do dinner at the table. So because I did what I wanted to do, I got in trouble for doing what I wanted to do because I didn't do what you wanted to do. So if you want me to do what you want to do, then let me know what you want to do so that I don't do what I want to do. <laughs> you sound like your auctioneer bit. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yes, it makes sense. So you, you can't expect me to read your mind and I'm a different human. So I, I'm sometimes not going to want to do what you want to do. Yeah, I hear you. You heard it <laughs> on the podcast. I, w- I want somebody to go through. I love how this whole Valentine episode, we're just going to be trying not to fight. <laughs> Is that what you, I'm not trying to fight. You're, I'm not trying to fight. You're trying not to fight. I'm not trying to fight. Um, but no, but it, 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 it is, it is hard, you know, but, but there is, I had a moment this morning, um, you know, cause we pick up, we, we carpool with the, the Scott kids and, and you look at these kids and you go, man, I remember like, they have no idea how great it is to be in elementary school. Yeah. You know, and, and I remember being so excited for Valentine's Day and you make your box and you put your box out, you know. Uh-huh. So I, 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 you know, Garrett, of course, uh, where do I put my box? I don't want anybody to step on my box and, <laughs> and I take care of my box, you know. And he made like a, a Rubik's Cube That box. was his idea. Was He's like, idea. I want to make a Rubik's Cube box. Um, and then, and then, you know, uh, uh, the other kids get in with their little box, uh-huh. their bag of little goodies that they're going to give out, you know, and, and. Um, you know, Garrett's like, well, what are you bringing? And, and oh, I'm bringing pirate's booty for my whole class. And, you know, so it, it, it I had a moment of like, God, kids enjoy. Yeah. You know, like these are, these are memories that you're going to have. I remember Valentine's day in school. I remember bringing yeah. my little shoe box, you know, where people would put. I think Delilah in, you know. was a little overwhelmed this morning. Cause this is like her first valentine's day and she was so excited to make her little box and she wanted to carry it but then when we showed up at the door she was like really nervous about me leaving her i just think she, i think she knew it was an exciting day she had on her pretty little heart dress and, and she didn't know twirling. what to expect right yeah i think that's what it was i think that's why she was so emotional this morning she's like i know it's a big deal like it's different but you, you but posted I don't know a picture why. on instagram of delilah and her beautiful little dress i did in my stories she, so I, she was like sitting at the piano like banging by, by the way i always tell people if, if you want to know the be, more of the behind the scenes of our life follow renee i've always said that I am Renee with an A because Renee likes to make everything fucking complicated. <laughs> I am Renee with an A, which means that she spells her name R-E-N-A-E. That makes sense. Yeah, of course it does. <laughs> Try not to fight. <laughs> <laughs> so far, not um, going good. No, but, uh, but you know, there are, there, there was, uh, you also get those moments as a parent you know, where, where you go, um, well, and then there's also those moments, you know, Garrett is seven years old now and he's maturing so fast. Yeah. There's also those moments of like, oh man, very soon he's not going to care. Oh, about like Valentine's day and things like that. Yeah. You know, very very soon it's going to be too cool. Well, so they had the hundred days of school yesterday and I had ordered him because usually he likes to dress up for Christmas. He put on the elf costume. Like he was about it, you know? Um, but maybe it's because he sees you get dressed like an elf. That's yeah, probably that what it yeah. is. <laughs> but um, for 100 days of school, I bought him like a little old man costume, the glasses, the cane, the suspenders, the gray wig, um, the furry eyebrows. Like I thought he would be really into it. And he was already well, not the, into the, it. Well, the poor kid, yes, 
he was into it, but immediately got made fun of for wearing an ALF uniform and immediately got uncomfortable and immediately got made. I mean, the second that, that the other kids got in the car for carpool, we're like, oh, my God, you look stupid. And did your mom make you wear that? And, I, and that's, I'm like, oh, I knew that was going to happen. But he didn't care. His teacher sent me a picture. Yeah. He was happy as a clam. So he did it. But but there is, you know, you can tell that he's kind of kind of becoming a little too cool for school. And, yeah. you know, and, and you just and you go, I don't know how many years yeah, and even now, like he's like, hold me, Dad. I'm like, you big fucker. Like, you're <laughs> you're huge, dude. Like, you're, you know. And I still cuddle with him, and I, yeah. I take advantage of it. But but you're like, God, dude, you're seven, and you know. And and by the way, your balls are on my leg right now, dude. Like, <laughs> like his chicken nuggets. <laughs> Delilah, Delilah started to call them chicken nuggets. <laughs> so now she walks around going, chicken nuggets poop. Chicken nuggets poop. Yeah. And of course we all laugh, so it, yeah. it makes her do it, it more. Sticks. But yeah. Um you know, to bring up um I guess the other you know, and we did we did we debated whether to um talk about it because you know, I don't want this to turn into the we talk about others podcast. I don't want it to be that. Yeah. You know. Um, but it is, it is an, ex- it, it is what I am experiencing. It's what I'm going through. Yeah. Um, first of all, blows my mind every single time that something goes viral. Like, like it, it is, um, it, it is a crazy feeling. It, it, it's a fun, exciting feeling to go viral. Um, but it's also when little, it's one of your bits. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. no, but it, but it's also a little, um, it's hard to explain. It, it is, it is very cool. And it's like, Oh my God, look, what a million, two million through. Oh my gosh. Like, Holy, it's everywhere. Right. Yeah. There's that, but then, but then there's also, um, because I do wear my heart on my sleeve. There are also the, the fear of like, Oh dude, I'm going to get shit on. Right. That also opens me up to criticism. Yeah. Because it's so out there. Yeah. Right. Um, I remember when I did the Burt Kreischer podcast, you know, I, I, and I've learned to not look anymore, but very quickly when it had first came out, um, cause he has a huge podcast. I, I looked at the comments and uh, and it was like, you know, oh, this guy's complaining. This guy's pulling the race. And I just was like, I, I can't look. Yeah. Right. I can't look because it's. It felt it, like such a misinterpretation. In that particular instance, it felt like such a misinterpretation of what you were trying to communicate. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and also it, people were like, this guy's making excuses. I'm like, no, 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 motherfucker. I don't make excuses. I just keep working. Yeah. I do. I do state the obvious, but I don't make excuses. I just keep working. So. Um, I did the George Lopez podcast. Oh, by the way, right now on TikTok, speaking of going viral, there's a video that went, did it 13.8 million and still growing. And it, and it's just, what's the video? Uh, oh, it's, it's me shopping for groceries for you. Oh yeah. I'll be sitting on the couch comfortably and here comes the wife. Hey, are you thinking about going to the store? To you young married men, that means you're going to the store. Don't be a dumbass and answer, no, I wasn't thinking about going to the store. No, she just told you to go to the store. Now, when you get to the store, you wait. You wait for her to text you all the things that she wants. And it's also by brand. Oh, my wife has to have a certain brand. I can't even make a decision for myself 
in the grocery store aisle. If I'm in the toilet paper aisle and her brand's not there, I'm the dumbass that has to FaceTime her. Hey, babe. Is that one good? Can I get that one? All the other married men are like, what'd she say? What'd she say? Most people get it. And most people go, man, what a funny bit. Uh-huh. But it also created this debate of this, this machismo attitude, right? Of these uh-huh. dudes like, bro, if my wife sends me to the store, I get whatever the fuck I get and she gets over it, bro. You know, kind of that attitude, yeah. right? Uh, are the, that's why I'm not married. Yeah. Ain't no bitch gonna tell me what to do. And it's like, oh my, like you, you clearly don't get it. You clearly have a problem. Yeah. You know. Or don't um, have kids and know that like if you buy the wrong milk, the kid can't drink it. Or if you buy the wrong flavor of pouch, Delilah's never gonna eat it. Like, you know. Well, and, and also, you know, what people don't understand is that if I send my wife for fertilizer for the yard, I want my brand. <laughs> That's my department. That's my department. I want my brand. Yeah. I want what I use yeah. because I need that. Right. So I would expect you to go, hey, I'm at Home Depot right now or I'm at Tractor Supply. Right. Which one do you want? Right. Right. So it, it's it's funny. But again, it opens us up to criticism. Right. And it opens up to. Um, and I, I mean, I take it personal. I do. I do get my. And by the way, anytime we get notes on this podcast. I try to apply those notes. Yeah. You know, if somebody reaches out and goes, hey, man, can we chill out with the F-bombs? I try to be conscious of it, you know, because I do take criticism uh, seriously. Yeah. I do take people's opinions, um, if they're good opinions. I mean, if they're ridiculous. <laughs> if they're good opinions. No, but you know what I mean? If they're being ridiculous, it's like, look, you're being ridiculous. Yeah. You know, like the guy that's like, I'm losing brain cells. It's like, okay, well, I don't, I, right. I don't even need to freaking You can tell it. when someone's yeah. suggestion or opinion is coming from a place of like, if they're, if they are genuine viewer and supporter of Team Drew. Yeah, you know, and, but I don't disagree. I don't disagree with the fact that, that I should work on the F-bombs. I agree. Yeah. Unfortunately for me, it is a big part of my vocabulary. It's a big part of the way I grew up. And, 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 you know, we are, my family is not a, don't say that. Oh, you Prim know, and proper. Uh, my family is, you should hear my sister. You should hear my mom. You should, yeah. you know, so for me, the F word is not a, a big deal to me. Yeah. But I understand how it is to, to others. So, you know, I take that criticism and I go, okay, I hear you. I, I will work on, um, being better. Yeah. You know, or, or if I hear somebody say, Hey, you, you, you know, Renee was talking, you, you, you always cut her off. Then I work on, Hey, well, I need to be better at that. Yeah. Right. So I go in, I do the George Lopez podcast, which, Oh my God, like we talked about last episode led to huge amounts of criticism. Well, and when we talked about it last week, we didn't realize it was going to explode the way it did. But, but, but again, that's why having a conversation with other people with different opinions is so valuable. Yeah. So that it does open it up to debate. So that it does open it up to people going, hey, I agree with him or I agree with him. Yeah. So I wanted to do that podcast because I knew that I, I know that I have a different philosophy than George. Yeah. Right. And I wanted to bring up my philosophy to George and I wanted to see where he was at. Yeah. On the opinion. But right? it, it went nuts. I mean, to the point where like some people were like, oh, is this 
was this planned? Was this premeditated? Is like, this, did, did you, you know, was this, is this a publicity to, stunt? To blow up Ralph yeah. Barbosa, right? It, it was crazy, but you know, ultimately. And it wasn't, it was just a, you showed up just having a conversation like you do on our podcast. Ultimately, I have always been the type to try to help. Yes. You know, early on in my career, uh, Carlos Mencia wanted to help me. Ultimately, his ego got in the way and it turned out really bad for us. Yeah. However, it still helped me. Yeah. Now, the reason I say that is because early on in my career, when I started headlining, I was trying to bring people on the road when I was not in the right mental state. I did not have, uh, I was not mature enough to be a mentor. However, yeah. I did give them stage time and I did try to help. Yeah. And even in my situation, um, things ended poorly a couple of times with comics that I genuinely wanted to help, but I was not grown up enough. I was not mature enough. I was not um, uh, in a good place within myself. Yeah. Right? So for those of you that don't know, George and I are having a conversation. I bring up Ralph Balbosa. George says a few things in, in the vein that he chooses that I should not help others, that I should focus on myself to go on and succeed. Right. That whole thing exploded against George. Yeah. Well, right? when something is clipped out like that, I mean, you know, it I, was something was clipped out. It was taken out of context. And the podcast what, is long. It was like an hour and a half. So it's a lot to here's, watch. Here's what I think. Okay. And we might have to edit this out. But <laughs> here's... Here's what I think. I think George is trying to turn a new leaf. And the reason I say that is because he did have Willie Barcena on his podcast. He does have Al Madrigal on his sitcom. He had you on he's his a, podcast. He's about to put Momo Rodriguez in his TV show. Yeah. He had me on his podcast. So I truly believe that George is trying to turn a new leaf and go, okay, I, I will help and I will reach out. Right. Okay, I, I, I believe that. And by the way, everybody deserves to be forgiven when they are really trying to change. Yeah. Right? Um, even me, who, who I was trying to be helpful years ago, turned out to be bad. But I was trying. Yeah. And, I, and, and I'm not proud of the fact that things went awry. But yeah. they did. And I can't, and so I just grew and changed and right. continued to try to be better. Relationships are complicated. Right. Relationships are complicated. Um, I have my issues. We all have issues. And I think that one of George's issues is his insecurity when it comes to um, other Latino comedians. Yeah. Because we are all literally fighting for crumbs. And George was able to get to the top of the mountain. He wanted to stay there because he's, he was afraid because of his insecurities that if he brought others up, that he would then be replaced. Yeah. Right. So there is a, a, a sense of, of insecurity and survival. Right. And I think that he was trying to, trying to turn another leaf, but I think that he got caught in a moment of vulnerability when I brought up Ralph that he was not ready for. Yeah. And I think I caught him in a moment that made him go back to his old ways. But I do think that he is 
trying to turn another leaf. I yeah. think that he he has shown that by having Willie Barson on the podcast, by having myself on the podcast, by putting Al Madrigal in his TV show, yeah. by now putting uh, Momo Rodriguez in his TV show, that he is trying to turn that other leaf. But for whatever reason, in conversation, I caught him in a moment that made him digress back to that attitude. Yeah. Right. So it, it was... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I I felt for you because I I watched this and I know you guys have had kind of an up and down relationship. And before it all blew up, I was like, you know what? This is really great. You felt good about it. And I was like, Steve and George really came to a place. Their, their relationship is now in a really good place. And then it freaking blew up the way it did. And he got so much hate on the internet for it. And I was like... Great. It's going to leave him with a bad taste in his mouth for you. He's going to question well, I, if it was intentional. But that's like, not fair to me because I did not I did not go in there being accusatory. I did not go over there to be aggressive. I did not go over there to attack him. And I know I, that. But I actually went into it from a a forgiveness place yeah. and a trying to understand and I I wanted to understand more of George's psyche and the way that he felt coming up in this business and, and why he felt the way he did. Yeah. And to that point, I wanted to say, hey, man, like when there's young talent. And by the way, again, if, if, if he is hardworking and talented, I want to help him. Yeah. And, and by the way, it's just a reference are you willing to give a hardworking kid a reference? That's the other thing is you could have named, you could have, there are a handful of other comics you could have named. D does that comic deserve a reference? And, and those are things that I do when I go to the comedy club and, and I always like to chat with the managers or promoters and I want to get to know them and, yeah. and talk to them. And I'll always be like, man, have you seen this kid? Have you seen this kid? Man, this kid's really funny. I was talking to Mike Universal the other day who runs marketing for all the improvs and, and I literally was like, dude, who's funny? You know, I, I need a I need an opening act for Oxnard. J Dave J's not going to make it. Who's funny? Like, and he was like, man, well, there's this kid. There's this kid. This, yeah. this kid's really funny. This kid's blowing. I'm like, oh man, well, you pick whoever you think should be on my show. Bring them on, right? So... Man, it ended up on TMZ, ended up in the LA Times. And and what I love about it, to be honest with you, is I quietly got to kind of step back. Yeah. And step out of it. You know, and it was like, hey, the story is George Lopez, Ralph Barbosa, and Ralph's going to blow up because of it. And I just kind of got it. I was like, ugh, hey. You know, yeah, I, I got to kind of step out of it and, and I just hope, you know, I, I guess like what I'm annoyed by is like when you take a clip like that and it's blown, it's out of context, it's blown out of proportion to me, gosh, I just hope the takeaway and the conversation that continues to be had is why are we fighting over scraps? Why do we, why do we only have scraps? Let's not talk about, I mean, all the headlines are the beef between George and Ralph, who didn't even actually have a conversation, who don't even really well, have any real beef. We, we, we you know, I, I want to be treated like an American. I want to be treated like a comedian. I want to be, am I funny or not? Am I good or not? I am, I am over the Hispanic comedian the, you know, oh, who's the head Latino comedian? No, 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 no. I want to be the head comedian. I am over this, well, 
we need a Latino show. I don't want to be your Latino show. Yeah. I want to be your show. Yeah. I am over this attitude of, well, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to do a Latino project. project right. No, no, fuck your or Latino it's, or project. Or pilot season. We already have our Latino project right. for the no, pilot season. No, fuck your Latino what? project. What? Can yeah. I just be good? Can I just be treated like a hardworking, funny American? Can I just be treated just for being a funny comedian? And the problem is that I don't get treated like that. I get treated like, well, I mean, how many times, you know, I, I walk in, we were trying to figure out where I was going to end up because I had done a huge showcase to, to get my own sitcom. And, you know, so then I took all these meetings with people that were willing to take a meeting with me. Yeah. Ellen DeGeneres' company was one of those companies. And they go, yeah, you know, we love you, but we already have a Latino project. And, and to me, I was like, the fuck does that mean? Yeah. You already have a Latino project. To me, that is racist. To me, that is, is exclusion. Latino, pro what are you talking about? Yeah. I'm a comedian. Yeah. You know, so that's where we need to get to the point in this country where we are all Americans. Black, white, Jewish, Asian, are you, are you American and are you talented? Period, end of story. I am an American. And back in the 70s, we were all Americans and we knew that so we could make fun of other people's races because it was like, hey, we're all on the same team, right? But you happen to be black or Asian or whatever. Yeah. Can we make fun of that? Because we're all, in this, we're all American. Yeah. And now it's become so compartmentalized. Compartmentalized? That one. That, that all of a sudden check, it's what, what demographic box do you check and it's bullshit and it's bullshit yeah you know so you know i am oh my dad every day i love the guy but i can't talk right now um well the other problem is that that my dad doesn't think i work <laughs> You know what I mean? He's like, yeah. he's like, what are you doing? Yeah. I'm like, I'm like working, dude. Yeah. 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 Um, so, you know, look, I, and, and again, going back to the feeling, the feeling I get when, when somebody shits on me on the internet, even though I don't know that person, yeah. man, I feel it. You know, and what people don't understand is stand-up comics are very sensitive. Yeah. You know, stand-up comics are very, because, man, it's hard to put yourself out there. It's hard to, to go out there and, 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 try to make people laugh and then to get slammed for it. You know, so I, actually I, I feel for George right now because, oh my God, it is a shitstorm, a firestorm of F George Lopez. You I know. mean, he, he starts the podcast saying, we, we talk about everyone on this podcast, like no one is excluded and we say what we want. And you know, it's, everyone gets talked about on this podcast. It's not a big deal. Don't think you're special. Um, but just to have it blow up the way it did had to have been surprising. It, it's tough, you know, and, and even though I had a situation with a mentorship that ended poorly, I still applaud Mencia for giving me the stage time because it did help. Yeah. The stage time that he gave me helped. Later on in my career, it was a hindrance that I was connected to him because of what happened. And it, it really kicked my career backwards. But that doesn't negate the fact 
that he still gave me tons and tons of stage time. Yeah. You know, and stage time is valuable. It doesn't negate the fact that I did get to work on his TV show, Mind Amencia, and learn about what writing that process and what that like. process is like. You know, were there things that he did to me that, that were not right? Absolutely. But I also think that that the same as George, his um, insecurities got in the way. And his, um, I, I knew things were bad when, when people started going, oh my God, you're so funny. And I think you're funnier than him. And then things got really bad, you know? Yeah. Um, but I do, I do appreciate the fact that I did get all that stage time yeah. at a very young age, you know? And, and I hope that, that the, he gave you a chance, right? Like I, you were looking for someone who would give you a chance. And, and, and because his insecurities or his, his downfalls, um, we had a falling out same situation for me with another comic. I hope that that comic that I'm talking about that I tried to help out and didn't do a good job of it looks at it and goes, well, I got stage time. Yeah. You know, and, and Steve did try because Mencia did try and I forgive him. I forgive him for whatever happened because at the end of the day, everything that happened to me has led me to here. Yeah. You know, and has led me to be, to try to be better, to try to do things right. Yeah. To try to be a mentor um, with a good head on my shoulder as opposed to a mentor that has no business helping somebody else. Yeah. Right? But I'm interested to see how this all plays out. Um, I have not heard from George. Um, I, I mean, I honestly thought after like the day the podcast was out or two days the podcast was out, I was like, you know what? He Ralph posted the the clip on Instagram and I was like, the world moves so quick, 24 hours, you know, people will be over it. But it As went, of a few hours ago, news outlets are still picking up the story. Oh my gosh. All of a sudden it was TMZ and then the LA times. And it was like, and, and I, I, to be honest with you, I really liked the fact that I wasn't being tagged. I wasn't being mentioned. Yeah. Like that didn't bother me because I was I like, I just want the headline to change. That's it. I just want the headline to not be about the beef between George and Ralph. I want it to be about the Hispanic community needing to pull together and cheer themselves on. And why are there not more opportunities available? Be I, the reason there's no more, there's not a lot of opportunities available is because we get put in a box, you know, Hollywood puts us into this. Well, I already have that. We already have that Latino project, Yeah. you know, and, and if you were to talk to a network and go, Hey, I want to be on that network. Well, we already have one. You don't, you don't ever say that to the white community. And I dare you, I dare you to say that to the black community. Go to the black community and go, yeah, we already have a black project. Motherfucker, there will be people in the streets. Yeah. Shit will burn the fuck down, right? Yeah. Um, but as, 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 look, I just want to work And hard. meanwhile, there's not even an Indian project or an Asian project or. But, but look, my thing is, if you're good, you're good and you deserve to get. Yeah. And if you're not good, you're not good. And I don't care if you're black, white, Asian, whatever you are. If you're good, you're good. If you're not good, you're not good. And if you're good, you deserve a shot. And it doesn't have to be about race. Yeah. I hate this race bullshit. I hate that everything is, well, black this and Mexican this and Latino this and Asian this. And it's like, no, 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 no. We're all Americans. We all love this country. 
We have all fought and died for this country. We are Americans. There is no black vote, Latino vote, Asian vote. No, no, no. It is the American vote. Yeah. And, and, and we need to start saying that. And we need to start treating our, all of us like Americans. Hey, we are the United States of America. We all choose to live here. That's what we are with differences in race. But we're all, it is the American vote. It is not the Latino vote, the, the Asian vote, the black. Who's going to get the black vote? The yeah. fuck is that? Yeah. Who's going to get the Asian vote? Who's going to get the Latino vote? No, no. We are all Americans. Treat us as so. And that's how I would like to be treated. Yeah. You know, so it, it's, you know, do you work hard? Do you do your job? You deserve a promotion. Do you not work hard? Do you not do your job well? You don't deserve a promotion. Yeah. Plain and fucking simple. You know, and then you add uh, in Hollywood, then you add nepotism. So there goes all a whole bunch of other jobs. Yeah. Through nepotism. It's so hard. You know, Why would you not help out your kids? It's a tough deal, man. I am happy to clean my hands of it. I'm glad that Ralph got um, huge, huge publicity. Yeah. When I moved to LA and I was so excited to be there and I go, okay, so there's three main clubs. There's the Laugh Factory, there's the Improv, and then there's the Improv. Yeah. Right? And everybody would rotate through those. And for years and years and years, it was... You can do, they called it Mexican Monday uh-huh. at the Laugh Factory. Yep. You can do that one. Mm-hmm. Taco Tuesday at the Comedy Store. Yes. And then you could do Refried Friday at the Improv. Yeah, I remember. And I would, I, and I'd go, well, what about the rest of the days? I don't get to go up? Yeah. And, and it was, oh, great. Trevino. Yeah. Put them on the Mexican Monday. Put them on the Refried Friday. Put them on the Taco Tuesday. Yeah. So I was not, everybody else... Not only were they getting on Mexican Monday, they were also getting on stage Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah. And I'm only getting Monday, Tuesday, and Friday. Yeah. For years. For years. It took me years to get the bookers to book me on a regular show. Yeah. It took me years where I was like, why the fuck? Well, and it's, and what's, what's really great is like, it's presented as, oh no, you have the opportunity to go up Monday night and Tuesday night and Friday night. Cause you're Hispanic. I can't get in on those nights cause I'm not Hispanic. And you're like, well, it's exactly what you just said, but like, when do I get the Saturday? You know, I remember, um, a certain network, you know, my agent calls me and goes, oh my God, Steve, we just got you on the diversity showcase. The f- what? Yeah. Yo, yeah, they're doing a diversity showcase. I don't want to be on your fucking diversity showcase. To me, that's racist. Yeah. I don't want to be on your diversity showcase. Am I good or not? Yeah. You know, so those are the things that we're having to overcome is, is this, you know, pigeonhole. But I get and, it. The diversity you know, showcase is created as a chance to provide opportunity. Or just give opportunity. Yeah. Pretty simple. Yeah. You know, stop making me audition only for Latino roles. I speak English and I speak it well. I don't need to be just doing the Latino role, which by the way, every time it was, Hey, we have a Latino role for you. It was always accent. Do you have an accent? You know, so then I'd walk in and they'd go, you don't look Latino. 
Oh, well, fuck. Well, then put me over there. Yeah. You know. Well, and that's why we said we're going to, you and I are going to do this together in the first place, do this podcast, is we were determined to find some way to show what a Mexican-American family looks like, a Mexican-American couple looks like. An American-Mexican-American couple. Yeah. You know, proud of, I'm proud of my culture, proud of my roots, but I'm an American first. Yeah. Of course I love my culture. Of course I love my roots, but I am an American first. Yeah. My father fought and suffered for this country in Vietnam. I'm an American first, you know? So, uh, you know, this podcast, it, it, this one might be the next one on TMZ. Um, <laughs> but, but I just want to be treated equal. Yeah. I just want to go to work. I want to be good at what I do. And I want to be treated like an American and I love other Americans. Yeah. And, and, and you know, this, this, Hey bro, you're Mexican. I'm Mexican. We're on the same team. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. My people are people who wake up every day, work hard, and try to better their family. Those are my people. Yeah. And I don't care if they're black, white, Asian, Jewish, whatever. If you're somebody that wakes up every day and tries to be a better person, you're my people. It's real simple. Yeah. You know, it's not complicated. You know, but this, this idea that well, you know, and, and, and again, like I said last week, if there happens to be a Hispanic kid or Latino kid, whatever the fuck we're called these days, Latinx, I don't know what mm -hmm. we're called anymore. Um, if there happens to be that Ralph Balbosa, who is very good, very hardworking, very humble, and he happens to be Hispanic, well, I'm going to root that kid on. Yeah. I'm going to go, hey, man, that kid's fucking awesome. But I also root guys like, you know, I rooted for... I took Tony Hinchcliffe on the road. Uh, Justin Martindale, who is absolutely hilarious, who's a gay white man. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. If you are funny and hardworking, let's go. I, I can't wait to go back to next week to just talk about us and, and not have to talk about, you know, and, and I'll be honest with you. I don't know if I want to do a podcast again. Like guest on someone yeah. else's podcast? I don't know if I want to do it. Why? Well, I did Burt's and I expressed my opinion and got freaking attacked for it. Yeah. And then I go to George Lopez's, express my opinion again and shitstorm number two. Yeah. You know, and it's like, holy, uh, I, I will say that. But I think, Steve, I think that's because you have strong opinions and you're really flat out and unapologetic about them. And it is what it is. I believe that what is right is right and what is wrong is wrong. And I believe that I was right. And I am at an age too where even though George disagreed with me, I wasn't going to fold. I wasn't going to then go, well, maybe you're right. I believed that I was right. And I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to let George Lopez, who is much, much more powerful than me, much, much more famous than me, waver my, my thoughts and morals. And I strongly believe that we should help the younger generation, regardless of race. Yeah. You know, and that we should, we should try to be better and we should try to make things better for the next generation. Yeah. And when George tried to convince me otherwise, I am proud of the fact that I said, I disagree. I was not going to argue with him and I was not going to be combative about it. I was not going to fold in my beliefs. So I think we should end it on that because yep. you just said that really well. 
Um, we love you guys so much. Don't forget Aztec Chevrolet. So good to us. Give them a chance. They're amazing people over there, hardworking and, and always answer the phone and always take care of you because their community is small and they have to take care of their community. They sell cars to their community. And if they want to stay in business, they have to be good people. And they are good people. Um, Pick Cherries, we love them to death. Thank you, Pick Cherries. Download it on your phone. Great way to watch Now I'm scared what Cherries people are going to pick. (laughs) What are you going to clip out? Take Um, out of context. And by the way, if you were watching the George Lopez podcast on Pick Cherries, you would have been the first one to pick that cherry without zero editing. You just pick it and send it out. Um, And then, of course, our friends at Old Salt Coffee who are generously taking care of us at Helicopters for Heroes and and just being amazing human beings. Great coffee. Give them a shot. We love you guys. Uh, I'm interested to read the comments. Not interested in getting shit on, but it might happen. (laughs) Thank you guys so much. We'll see you next time.